quickly. Amen. Our time is, you know, sometimes the Holy Ghost is gone. And I ain't mad at him for going on. Praise God. This makes preaching a lot shorter and easier. 2 Kings, the third chapter, verses 15 through 23, reads as follows. But now bring me a musician. <laughs> then it happened. When the musician played, that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you can and your cattle and your animals may drink. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. Also you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city and shall cut down every good tree and stop up every spring of water and ruin every good place or every good piece of the land with stones. Now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of Eden and the land was filled with water. And when all the Moabites heard that the king had come up to fight against them, all who were able to bear arms and older were gathered and they stood at the border. Then they rose up early in the morning and the sun was shining on the water and the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood. <laughs> and they said, this is blood. Kings have surely struck swords and have killed one another. Now, therefore, Moab to the spoil. May God bless his holy word. I just want to talk about real briefly today the misconception of what he is. The misconception of what he is. This is a very good story. It's a wonderful story. It talks about how the land was desert and there was nothing going on and everything was messed up and Elisha uh, was a, a part of this caravan moving forward, going forward, but uh, now we have this king and, and this king decided that he wanted uh, not to be as bad as his father was. And, 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 and so he, what he did, his father had put all these statues of Baal in, into the sanctuaries and into every place where they would worship. But, but now when, when his father died, he said, you know, I ain't gonna be that bad. And so what he did was he took all of the artifacts of Baal out, yeah. amen. But he still wasn't doing what the Lord wanted him to do. He still wasn't giving God his just due and his praise and his honor and his glory. So, so, king, so, so, so the king of Moab decided that he was going to do everything he could against the people of God. Amen. And so now we've got these small communities, these small areas of, of working together. And they decided, look, we need to get together. We need to get together. We need to pull our resources together. So three kings got together. They, when they came together, they decided that they would do the best work that they could to fight against these 
these enemies to fight against what was, amen. The deserts were, were, were just dry land because of the famine that had been caused. It was just dry land. And so now here comes the king and said, I don't know what we're going to do. And he asked a question. He said, isn't there a prophet somewhere in the land, somewhere in this, in this situation? Isn't there a prophet? And somebody said, yes, there's Elisha over there. Elisha, so Jehoshaphat sent the message to Elisha saying, come on, help us speak to the Lord and, has the Lord and have the Lord to help us out. Elisha said, what have I to do with you? Jehoshaphat, because, you know, if it were not for these others, I, we wouldn't even be messing with you. Because you haven't done what the Lord requires of you yet. But the Bible says, he says, all right. And then listen to what Elisha asks for. He says in the new king, in the old King James Version, he says, send me a minstrel. In other words, get me a musician. What did he need a music? Haven't you noticed that when you get the music of the Lord, how it calms your spirit, how it sets you in place, how it gets you to a point where you can talk to God, amen, and you know God is listening. When you listen to music, and I know some people have a hard time about music, amen. Some people think it's a negative thing. Some people think it's a sin. But I declare, I read somewhere in my word that God gives us richly everything to enjoy. I read somewhere in my word, amen, where it, where it says, bless the Lord and praise the Lord with string instruments and, and with the sound of it. I mean, just think about it. All of a sudden, we were up in here, just some of us just sitting here until we heard some music. And when you hear some music, it just kind of makes you light. It gets you to a point where you're ready to bless the Lord. I mean, here we are. I'm watching folk, amen. I'm looking at folk as I'm beginning to pray that normally just kind of sit there and they look kind of dry. But, but when they heard they felt the music in their soul. They said, you know, you don't believe me? It doesn't even have to be church music. Huh? If we were in a different place and somebody struck up, what is that song, that, that, that wobble song? Huh? You know what I like about the wobble song? You don't need to have anybody else with you. You can do it by yourself. Whatever the wobble song name is, amen. You know, sisters will get up. Brothers, you don't have to come and ask me. I'm going to go up here and dance anyhow. Something about music that, that helps us get to where we need to be. I mean, I don't care what your situation. I've seen some folk mad, amen, just upset. And then that song come on. I mean, they get it going. I mean, they just get it going. Their whole countenance has changed. So here's Elisha. Bring me a musician. I need to calm my spirit. I, I need to talk to God. But before I talk to God, I got to get myself right. 
And so the music begins to play, and, and after Elisha gets himself together, hello somebody, then again he begins to talk to the Lord. And the Lord then in turn responds to Elisha and tells Elisha what they need to do to get the blessing of God. And Elisha tells Jehoshaphat to tell the people to get shovels and dig ditches in a desert land. Now that's just a crazy thing anyhow. You see, which simply says sometime, I'm getting ready to go there, y'all, sometime music will make you do strange things. Uh, and so now, now here's God instructing Elisha to tell the people, dig ditches in the valley. And so they dig these ditches in the valley, not knowing what God is going to do. Here's the amazing thing about it. Listen to what the text says. He says, you're not going to hear the wind. You're not going to hear rain. But I declare there will be water in the ditches. So when we look at what God is able to do in our bad situation, in our desert situation, he will make a way out of no way the way we don't think it's going to happen. Can't you see the folk expecting rain? Looking up, there's not a cloud in the sky. There's nothing going, but somehow the Bible said, out of Edom, here comes the water to fill the ditches for the people. Now get yourself ready. Why did they need water? They needed to be energized. They needed to have their cattle and everything else reinstituted so that everything would be all right. So now we've got the water. Now everything is well. Everybody's well now. They're, they're, they have been rehydrated. Everything's good. Now the enemy, the enemy are thinking there are three kings that got together and they're trying to get us. These three kings are not necessarily on the same agenda. And so we're looking and now what was desert land is filled up with ditches and in the ditches there's water but wait a minute that ain't water that's blood you know what happened those kings got together and killed each other so we're gonna be all right but i just come by to tell you there was never blood in the ditches it is a misconception of what is when God instructs you to do what he needs you to do, how he needs you to do it, you may not see it the way other folks see it, but somebody's going to see it in an incorrect manner. Because when God gets ready to bless you, when God gets ready to move on your, uh, on your agenda, some folk won't look at it like you look at it. Is there anybody here that will tell somebody, I didn't know how the Lord was going to work it out, but he shown up, worked it out for me. He made a way out of no way. When my enemy encamped all around me, he held me and hiding me in the pavilion of his arm. Is there anybody here that can bless God because of the misconception of what somebody else saw? They saw, they saw a wretch, but Jesus saved you. They saw a thief, but Jesus made you whole. They saw something that they could not understand. But you know, when you work with God, when you live with God, God will make folks see something that is not real. 
How many of you have been saved? How many of you will understand? You know my statement. Everybody up in here is a used to be. Everybody up in here is a you don't may not want to admit it. And I don't care what you used to be. But everybody up in here is a used to be thief, used to be rough, used to be liar, used to be cheat, used to be something, used to be cusser out of, amen. Used to be, used to be, just used to be. But the Lord saved you. The Lord made a way out of no way for you. And now some people still see you like they used to see you. But it has nothing to do with what you are. I said something right there. I said something right there. You can be redeemed and look the same, but you can't be redeemed and act the same. You, you, you can... You can be made whole and still look like you used to look. But my brothers and sisters, on the inside, when God sets things in order, he will allow you to be the victor in everything that is before you. These armies thought they had killed each other. This, this enemy thought they had killed each other. But God had just prepared a misconception because the misconception will weaken somebody's attitude. And when God weakens your enemy, you'll be able to get by. You'll be able to make your way through. Is there anybody here that understands Hey, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? It's just a, it's a misconception. Yeah. I, I may not see you like you are. I might still see you as a wretch, as a sinner, as a streetwalker, as an alcoholic, as a drug addict. But if the Lord has laid his hands on you, if the Lord has laid his hands on you and delivered you, in other words, those psalmists put it this way, if the Lord took your feet out of the muck and miry clay, and set him on a solid foundation and cut loose your stammering tongue. It does not matter how folks see you and how God works with you. Is there anybody here that will claim victory? Victory in spite of what I used to be. Victory in spite of how folks look at me. If somebody were to come up in here half naked but tell you the Lord has laid his hands on me, We'd be looking on the outside. But I declare we cannot see what's on the inside. We might have a misconception. But if they shouted, if they shouted, Lord, fix it for me. Lord, fix it for me. Surely, surely we must receive what the Lord has shown us. My brothers and sisters. It's a misconception about what is. Some folk think, and I'm gonna get personal. Some folk think there's no spirit in African Methodism. 
it's just a misconception. Because at least here in New Philadelphia, we have come to bless the Lord. We've come to shout glory. Hallelujah. We've had some good days. We've had some weary nights. But in spite of all, the Lord has made a way for us out of no way. I wish there was somebody in here that would not be ashamed just to begin to thank God for what he's done for you in your life. Thank God for where he brought you from. Thank God for how he blessed you. Thank God because he's still not finished with you. Thank God because you may look the same. You may, you may wear the same clothes, but inside you've been redeemed. So let, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Yes. We got to go to conference. We got to go to conference, John. It's a misconception. It's what we see in people. It's not necessarily what they are. So, judge ye not. I said, judge ye not because guess what you might look like blood in a ditch <laughs> but God knows who you are so this is what I say I'm going to take my seat but trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your understanding. Acknowledge him in every way. And he will direct your path. By the way, they won the war. <laughs> they won the war. <laughs> so I've just come by to tell you whatever you're going through, be sure, be very sure, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. What'd you say? What rock? This rock is Jesus. Yes, he's the one. This rock is Jesus the only one so be very sure be very very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock when you're feeling melancholy listen to some music in God will fix it for you. There will be a misconception of what you see and what others see in you. It's what it is. Have you ever said to somebody it is? What it is? 
Have you had anybody lie on you? It is. Have anybody tried to keep you from blessing God? It is what it is. So when things look difficult and it doesn't seem to be able, you don't seem to be able to get over. I'm serious. Try it. Play a little music. It might be Jesus can work it out. It might be come ye disconsolate. It might be that old song, have you any rivers? <sighs> that you seem are uncrossable. Have you any mountains? you can't tunnel through. God specializes in things though impossible and he will do what no other power Holy Ghost power and do. All right, I'm done. We got to go to conference. Y'all want me back? Can I come back? Can I come back? Tell Pastor Booker to tell his friend to bring me back. So in your, <laughs> in your life, brothers and sisters, please remember when you're at your lowest point and you don't know how you're going to make it, I recommend put some music on and talk to the Lord. And he will make things different. So... Done. Y'all can stand on your feet. Y'all play something.